Dionisio at the plate, he's over to today. Swakowski, the big right hander, lets it go. It's right down Broadway. Dionisio lets it fly, and it's. Oh, it's raining now. Welcome to another episode of Rain Delay Theater, the podcast where two bums talk about other bums at baseball games. I'm Jack Swakowski. And I'm Jeremy Dionisio. And we are back at the ballpark, folks. We went to the Saturday, April 1st game, uh, Cubs versus Brewers at Wrigley Field. It was also my birthday, so can't think of a better way to spend my birthday than at, at the ballpark. Um, but uh, before we get to all that business... It is episode number 193. So, Jeremy, who is your 193 guy? All right, Jack. Um, let's see. I had a I had a crappy time trying to pick a, um, a, a, a guy, basically. The only, like, every, like, guy with 193 uh, homers or wins was, like, someone from before, like, from, like, the golden age of baseball. Yeah. Uh, with the exception of Jason Veritek, who I just don't give a shit. I don't no. give a shit to talk about him at all. There's not much to say. Right. He's he's also like a boring guy, I, I feel. Yeah. So whatever. Um, so I, I had to dig through several categories. I ended up going with grounded into double plays, which is always one of my favorites. To, yeah. That's a to lot of double at. plays to ground into. Yeah. Um, I think I think this one, I don't even know what this ended up counting as, but he... he he grounded. He was, uh, or actually, no, he wasn't grounding into it. He was uh, on first, going to second. But uh, he was involved in a famous um, uh, play. Uh, he was involved in a famous ground out. Uh, and the other side of that was also Fernando Vina. Uh, but I went with uh, today with 193 grounded into double plays. I went with Albert Bell, Jack. Yeah, you said Fernando Vina. I figured that was who you were going for. He got body slammed by Albert Bell. Yeah, just like just just cross-checked like like onto the into the dirt basically mm-hmm. um to fernando vina's credit he got right back up from that it looked like pretty wicked um yeah. but uh but yeah so anyway um albert bell also he also came up last night as uh jack when we were uh we were hanging and we were having a few uh post uh game drinks yeah uh, uh i didn't realize albert bell had p- played on the orioles but um but yeah he played 12 years um Eight with the uh, Cleveland Indians, two with the Orioles, and he played two. He played as many years with the White Sox as the Orioles, uh, two mm-hmm. years. Yep. So I just, I kind of just remember him as a, as an Indian and a White Sox. But, um, but yeah, so he played uh, uh, from '89 to 2000. Um, that's also crazy that he played in the year 2000. Um, had 381 career homers, um, led the league uh, once with 50 in 1995. Um, that was uh, that was. After Cecil Fielder did it, I think, right? I think Fielder. Uh, yes. I. Uh, which year was that? Sorry, run that by me again. Ninety-five. Yeah, that was after he did it. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, uh, and then just he's got a lot of uh, you know, a lot of uh, black ink on um his uh his his leaderboard. Um, of course, uh, I think a lot of that was probably helped with with the same stuff that helped him. Uh, you know that that uh. Uh, encouraged him to flatten Fernando Vina, which was part <laughs> of steroids. Um, but uh, <clears throat> yeah, a lot of total bases, a lot of RBIs. Um, he he did play 163 games in 1998 with the White Sox, mm-hmm. so must have been a tiebreaker game situation, I guess, uh, that year. Um, a lot of sacrifice flies, uh, oddly enough. Um, 
and uh and yeah and then the uh, 193 career grounded into double plays um did we tell the story i know jack you and i have talked about that that story about the halloween thing did we did that come we talked about that on the podcast i, feel, I believe yeah? we did yeah i was gonna say he led the league in uh driving after kids who egged his house on halloween yeah and like he so like i was just reading rereading that article because i remember there was something about it i don't i didn't remember that back from back in the day when it happened but um but yeah so just for anyone who doesn't know he was um these there were some kids he expect uh, suspected of egging his house so he jumped in his car and ran ran them down basically and he said he um he bumped into one of the kids um Mm-hmm. Uh, he gave chase in a Ford Explorer and bumped into him after uh, his house was egged. Um, so a 16-year-old Cleveland Heights boy, and he was um, he's being he was being sued. I don't know. I don't. I don't. Do you remember how that ended up? You know, resolving itself. I don't, you know, I don't I, know. I, I don't. Um, it was one of those things where it seems like it, maybe it was just dropped um, or settled out of court. Or yeah, or or settled out of court for sure. Um, yeah. Yeah, I, I don't know. He, he was a, a famously, like, angry and surly guy, even with reporters. Um, you know, allegedly he would just uh, drink coffee all all day long, which also is, is not— maybe that also contributed to him, you know, wrecking Fernando Vina. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, like you said, though, a lot of black ink on, on the baseball reference. Um, yeah, I think he's the only player in history to ever get 50 doubles and 50 homers in a season, which is insane. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and he did that in 95, which was uh, a shortened season, too, I think, right? They only played, like, 145 games that year. Oh, yeah, right. Wow, that's, um, yeah, that is that is wild. Yeah, uh, but, you know, like like you said, Jeremy, he's he's very much uh, probably a steroid guy. Yes, for sure. Um, <clears throat> the other thing about, okay, so, yeah, um, five-time All-Star, five-time Silver Slugger. Um uh, and also, he he famously played under the name Joey Bell at the beginning of his career. Um, some I, I don't know if multiple people say it, but uh, you know they would say Albert, don't call me Joey Bell. Um, yep. Oh, I think uh, Chris Rose would say that on on MLB Network. But um, but like it's like why it it's weird. Like why did he play under the name Joey Bell? It's weird. I don't know, I don't know the story behind that or why his name, according to Baseball Reference, is Albert Joan Bell. Uh-huh. So I guess that's probably where the Joey comes from, but like, I it, it's weird that it's it's almost because like, because I think he would get mad then if people called him Joey Bell after he mm-hmm. like changed it. So it's like, why did he ever go by it to begin with? Like, it's just weird. I don't understand. And I mean, he was a weird guy. It seems like so. Yeah. Um, I don't know, but that's that's just a weird one. And so he has baseball cards with Joey Bell on it, right? He does. Yeah. 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 That's wild. Because I remember being a kid and having like Joey Bell cards, and then when Albert Bell was like playing, I'm like. Is that the same guy? And, like, I, I as I was uh, eight and nine years old at the time, and I couldn't really wrap my head around it. Like, how could he be Joey and now he's Elber? Like, I, just didn't, I didn't know you could just, you know, elect to go by a different name than what your name was. But Sure, and I, I feel like Joey, too, there's – um. It's almost like the kid version of the name Joseph, you know? If, if, yeah. if Albert Bell was going to go by something, he should have gone by Joe Bell. Um, yeah, he doesn't. He doesn't seem like a Joey. That that Y adds a little too much uh, like levity to to him. Yeah, I don't know. Um, so, so yeah. Um, <clears throat> but there, that, I don't know. I don't know if there's much else to say about Albert Bell, but uh, <laughs> that's that's him. That's Albert. That's Bell. A, that's a good one though. And yeah, 193 double plays. That's a uh, that's a lot of them. That's a lot of them to ground into. Not as many as Albert Pujols, but still a lot. I- I wonder how many times he actually reached first base in those those double plays. I would say probably, um, you know, maybe ten to fifteen of those. <laughs> he probably gave yeah. up running. 
he seems like the type of guy who would uh, who would give up on that for sure. I think um, so. Well, uh, Jeremy, should we get to the uh, the ballpark? Let's do it. Yeah, Jack. Uh, we're you know the twenty twenty three season is underway, and uh, so is our so is our twenty twenty three season. That's right. Um, yeah, Jeremy, you got to the park a little bit uh, earlier than uh, I did, uh, and I met you there. I did, yeah. Um, so, um, <clears throat> you know, it's always, uh, number one, nice to get back to uh, the, the park. And, uh, you know, I had gone to opening day uh, two days prior, so this was my second game of the season already. This was game two of the regular season. We mentioned it was Jack's birthday. Jack got a, a Brewers victory for his birthday, which was, uh, <laughs> yeah, you know, that was good for him. That's um, right. Thank you, David Ross. I was going to say David Ross, like, you know, almost almost hand delivered that that <laughs> that birthday gift to you. But um, but yeah, so so, yeah, you go to, to see all the new changes. There's a lot of new food. Um, in fact, I should mention that as well. Um, I, I, I got into the park. I watched a little bit of the Brewers warming up down the uh, down the first base line. Um, you know, I was, uh, it was kind of like a laid back thing. I, they had a giveaway, like a, uh, a pick, a Cubs picnic blanket. It was like the city connect, uh, design. So it really doesn't, it, it, it says Wrigleyville really big and Cubs is kind of smallish on there. And it says all the name, na- the neighborhood names, which is pretty cool. Just mm-hmm. as a Chicago thing, I would think. Um, yeah. Uh, Irving Park is prominently on there, which is the neighborhood I grew up in. Um, so yeah, it's, it's pretty cool. Um, <clears throat> One of the, so so I, I watched a little bit of like them warming up. There's no BP because it was kind of raining. Um, uh, so uh, did watch a little bit of that. Went in, got some food. Um, so one of the new there's there's a there's a, a fair amount of new food at Wrigley this year. Um, I tried a lot of it on on Thursday on opening day uh, with my dad and my wife. Um, Maybe we'll get into that, like you know, later on in the season. But I would say there's a there's quesadilla tacos, which are pretty good. I would I would recommend those. They're all the way in the right field corner. Um, but behind home plate, there's a uh, a Billy Goat uh, stand, Billy Goat like burgers stand, um, which is kind of significant because the owner of the Billy Goat, the the creator of it, whatever, he's the guy who put the cur- curse of the Billy Goat on the Cubs. Sure. So it's kind of weird. I think if people like if there's any superstitious people, they might think either that that's either like, you know, a a, a good thing or a bad thing. It's either like, uh, you know, revisiting the curse or what. Um, you know, I wouldn't I wouldn't waste too much time with that. The burgers are actually really great. So I got one of those. I ate that. That was pretty good. Um, but I was just chilling in the stands. I went up to our seats. It was a fucking bitterly cold, blistering, like cold, windy day. Oh, so yeah. that was rough. I sat down in my seat right away, and I was just like, I was just like shuddering, like from the the cold. And I'm like, how am I gonna sit through three hours of this? Um, but uh, you know, the ballpark festivities were going on. They were playing like music. One of the songs that they play, um, kind of <clears throat> as they're getting ready to do the lineups and everything, is they they play this like old timey song, probably from like the 40s or something. Yep. Uh, let's go, do 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 do, better up, do 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 do. We're taking the afternoon off. It's a beautiful day for mm-hmm. a ball game. And so like there's so there's, you know, there's uh, several verses of that song or whatever. And um, towards the end, there's one line that says, it's a beautiful day for the ladies. So throw all your dishes away. <laughs> and, uh, you know, it's I, I, I definitely it's a lyric that I have definitely noticed um, over the years. And, um, you know, it's, a, it's, set, it's certainly dated. Um, and like, I, it definitely seems like it's something that would get a lot of flack these days. Um, you know, certain people would, would probably complain about it and like, um, 
have an issue with it. Um, I don't know if people just haven't noticed or what, um, if the Cubs even really realized what was going on, but I, they were playing that song yesterday. And I noticed that, uh, they said like in the, in the, in the version I heard yesterday, it was, it said, it's a beautiful day for the ladies at the ballpark today. So they, <laughs> someone went in, someone went in from the Cubs and, and edited the song and edited that line out. Um, so I, you know, I'm, I'm almost positive that no one has noticed that yet two, sure. two days into the season, but, but yeah. Uh, so I, that was an interesting observation that you'll only get here in rain delay theater. Yeah. Fucking, uh, uh, well, I was going to say, man, the woke mob got that song, but no, that, that they shouldn't, <laughs> they shouldn't be playing that, uh, in 2023 at a Cubs game. Um, it's, yeah. it's a little surprising that it ever got through in the first place, but, um, I, yes. Uh, you know, did it sound, it sounds like, uh, it was pretty clunky. I, I heard the song yes. as I was walking through the concourse, but, and we'll have to listen to it next time we're there, but it, it doesn't, they could have, you know, taken 10 minutes to come up with a song with a, with a lyric that might've been less, you know, a little bit more good than that. Well, I mean, they, it, it was like looped, like they, they spliced it from, they, cause that song is legitimately from the forties, I think. Yeah. So. They didn't re-record it or anything. Yeah, they they would have to re-record it with people who could sound exactly like the you know the song. Yeah, exactly. So they just spliced it from another part of the song, but it was it 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 was like kind of like it was not a perfect edit. Like I sang it a lot more smoother than it comes across. Sure. Um. Uh. So so yeah, it it is what it is. But um. Yeah, I don't know. Hey, listen. Um. Uh. uh I guess I don't, what who's the anti woke or whatever. Hey, you know what? Be be happy that they played that song for uh, you know however many years without it being censored or changed. <laughs> so look at it that way. Be 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 optimistic. Uh, you know for a change, people. Yeah, for sure. Um, well, that yeah, that's a uh, that, that's a good call there, Jeremy. Um, I uh, yeah. So as you mentioned, it was it was really really cold. Um, maybe it was forty degrees, but the wind the wind was also uh, really bad yesterday. It was overcast uh, almost the whole day. Um, the the uh, box score says thirty nine degrees at game at first pitch. Oof. So. Yeah, that's that's rough. Um, yeah. Actually, the sun came out at one point in like the first or second inning, and it, the, mm-hmm. the field looked totally different. Um, it looked it looked a lot brighter. It probably kind of fucked over Ian Happ, who was taking it at bat, and like he he ended up swinging and missing. Um, yeah, right. But uh but yeah, people actually cheered when the sun came out, uh which is something I've I've never I've never seen before at a game. It was um, like an uproarious cheer too. It was very It was. Loud. Yeah, yeah, so that that could that should tell you just how bad it was. And and the frustrating part about it was that uh yesterday was sandwiched between two really nice days. Um mm-hmm. Friday was really nice. It was maybe 60 degrees and e- even today was was uh was, was pretty nice as well. So we got the we got kind of a the short end of the stick on that one. Um, I, uh, I walked, uh, I walked to Wrigley Field. Um, I had for the first time ever, I had my binder with all my cards. Um, so I felt really prepared, more prepared than I'd, I've, you know, ever been for a graphing session. Uh, now that I'm bringing a binder, that's definitely a threshold that I've crossed. Um, you know, Jeremy, Jeremy got me into it. Uh, you know, Jeremy, you buttered me up with a couple cards that you gave me last year. And and now, now, now look here I am (laughs) like, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm just uh, right, uh, right in tow with you now. Um, yeah, you're going to card shops, getting supplies. Like you're really into it, dude. Um, yeah, is that going to be? Is that your? Is that going to be your setup then going forward? Yeah, like with the I, I think so. So the way the way that you you have yours, I like that because you you know you kind of tape you tape your cards um, into that These book. Fo- I don't know photo corners. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, and that looked uh, that what was that that blue electrical tape that you had? 
So I, I used photo corners and then okay. like this year I was like, I was experimenting with like painter's tape. So yeah, um, painter's tape. That, that's what it is. Um, yeah, because it's easier. It's, it's not that tacky. It can be removed without damaging the card. My only fear uh, with doing that is that I would be afraid that a card might fall out after, uh, you know, while I was walking. But um, they seem to stick pretty good in yours. So one thing that's nice, too, is that you don't have to, like, hand the guy the card and the pen. You can just hold your hold your notebook up and give him the pen. So yeah. I really I really like that. Anyway, we can we did the bus today, so we can get a little bit more into that later. But, yeah, I walked in with the... Uh, uh, the old, uh, the old binder. Um, I, I was walking down Sheffield. So when, when you do that, um, not Sheffield, uh, uh, Waveland. Waveland. Um, and when you do that, you pass Murphy's bleachers, which is always just, uh, packed before a Cubs game, even, even on a day where there's a lot of shitty weather. So yeah, there were people spilling out into the, uh, uh, into the outside seating area. Um, you know, it looked like there were about 500 people in there. Um, and there was a line, they have, they have porta potties too, under the L tracks, uh, I don't know whose they are. Like, it doesn't seem like Murphy's owns that land, but they just put, there's just porta potties there. And so there was a long line of guys waiting to use the porta potty. Oh, and Jesus. one guy, uh, one guy goes in and he, he shuts the door and then he immediately starts banging on the side of the door and going, let's go cubbies. And then, uh, you know, all, all the other, uh, all the other yahoos in line started, uh, you know, laughing and chanting along. And it's like, you know, if, if there was a better way to welcome you back to the, uh, you know, the Wrigley Field, the bad part of the Wrigley Field experience, uh, mm-hmm. that was it. So that was, um, you know, that was not surprising. But that was the that was the first thing I saw as I was walking into the stadium. So, it you know, it sort of sort of got me back into the mentality of of, uh, of being back. You, you know, Jack, there's like I don't know if you I, did you I, and, and forgive me if this is a personal question, but did you come from a household where like. You fl- you closed the lid, the toilet seat lid, before you flushed. You know, we uh, uh we never really did that. No. Yeah, me neither. Me neither. I I, I feel like um, you know, when you're a kid, you go to people's houses and you see how they do things, and you're like, oh, we don't do it like that, whatever, and it's weird. Yeah. Um, but like the reason why you're supposed to you know do that, I think, is because when you flush, like you don't want all this like you know, these vapors to yep. to fly around the room, right? Yep. So I gotta imagine like. I certainly know what kind of household this guy comes from, but it's like when you go inside of a porta potty, the last fucking thing you want to do is be like agitating that thing and like shaking up whatever is in that godforsaken fucking pit. That's horrible. <laughs> what? That's horrible, man. Ugh. Yeah. That's giving me the willies. Yeah. It's. Oh, okay. That 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 brings me uh, to another line. When I when I went to the bathroom at about the seventh inning, there was this guy pissing in a trough, and he went, uh, "Oh, my willy is so cold," and then like everybody oh. started laughing. So yeah, man, it was uh, <laughs> it was business as usual at, at Wrigley Field on yeah. Saturday. I I gotta say when I was I, w- I was there on opening day, which was like it actually wasn't a sellout, but you know that's probably like one of it's not it's it's one of the larger crowds of the year that they'll draw, even though the weather was kind of crappy. But like I was immediately inundated with just too many people, and I was like, ugh, this this sucks. Like I I've I think we got spoiled the last couple of years with being at games that weren't really too too populated so i agree yeah yeah so then obviously just there's more yahoos um but uh yeah that's uh, <laughs> i don't i guess that one's kind of funny but like i, I yeah i don't know that's i don't know <laughs> well bleacher uh bleacher jeff was was at the game but uh one, one thing that he would always do uh uh is he would bang on the uh <laughs> he, he would bang on the side of a uh, like an advertisement in in left field 
Um, we, and we talked about that extensively when we sat in the bleachers a couple years ago. But it seems that they've now finally come to the come to their senses and just removed that sign. Um, so in addition to editing that song, um, they removed the sign as well. So they're they're writing a few wrongs. But uh, yeah, I don't know, Jeremy. You know, you talk about the Wrigley Field experience. I feel like Bleacher Jeff had, had made that a part of the the experience. Yeah, whether the Cubs wanted him to or not, um, we we <laughs> we speculated like, how can he be allowed to do that? Like, just yep. bang on this cage or whatever. I don't know if it was like a metal sign or if it was like a, a metal cage over like like in in front of the wall, like a fence sort of thing. I don't. I'm not exactly sure what it was, but whatever it is, I think it's now just like painted green concrete. So like he he does I've seen I've seen him he does he's still hitting it but it's not making any sound <laughs> no um he would sit in that one same spot all the time because it was within reach of this cage or whatever the metal sign and like um yeah it's just like I and I think instead of like telling him he can't do that they just chain they they actually had to like make like a bulk ballpark adjustment like uh because he would he was doing it so I think we speculated that like. And whenever that came up, like how, you know, how long will he be allowed to do that? And so, we, you know, the, the new season has rolled in that change as well. The, the funny thing is, man, I mean, did anyone ever actually just ask him to stop? It- no, I mean, the, you know, when we were in the bleachers that one time, like the security guards, like they, they revere him. I feel like he like has high status and like he's I yeah. mean, he's friendly to all of them, like, you know, by design, like just I think so, you know, it's his life is, is nice there. But uh um, no, no one like ever, I don't think anyone ever like, you know, maybe they had a conversation about it like long ago, but like when we were there, everyone was like, he, he was, you know, he was treated, uh, you know, uh, on a, on a, on a pedestal a little bit. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I, I could see a, a meeting of their operations team and they're like, uh, okay, you know, this next season we need to remove this, uh, this part of the bleachers cause fans will, will bang on it. Um, <laughs> yeah. but it's not fans. It was one guy, right. one guy, one guy bangs on it. Um, yeah, yeah it's, uh, it, it's very, very, very weird. But any, we saw bleacher Jeff after the game as we were walking, uh, walking to one of the graphing spots and, uh, he looked kind of despondent. So I don't know, you know, yeah, he might always look like that though. I think I've seen, I've seen <laughs> yeah. him out there before, but like, um yeah i don't know but i mean he is in like he, he's in their commercials and stuff too like like he's in like like highlight packages so like you know the the cubs like um you know they're on board but uh i think yeah they were just like we gotta just stop this i mean maybe ian hap complained about it honestly like yeah he, you know if we ever get hap's autograph we should ask him about that we sh- we should yeah, yeah yeah i think he know i mean i think he knows him like i think yeah I think he like signed autographs for them or something like on the last day of the season or mm-hmm. threw autograph balls up there or whatever. So yeah, I don't know. It would be interesting to ask him about that. You know, um, so you, you made this note, Jeremy, and as I was walking through the concourse, I heard them talking about this, but okay. um, I just didn't hear the whole announcement. But does Marcus Stroman have a book out about himself? Um, yeah, I don't know if it's about him, but it's like they were saying, like, yeah, it's like available now. Uh, Marcus Stroman's book and like it's I think it's called Grip. Yeah. Um and they said like it's a you know find out what happens when a young little leaguer finds out that it takes a team to win more than just one person something like that. It's like there's some sort of like you know like lesson involved mm-hmm. in this in this book but it's like it's a children's book I guess and it's about pitching and I don't know if it's a I don't know if he's the character or it's it's just like a different little kid but like yeah I guess he like he learns a lesson about team teamwork or something like that but yeah I mean Marcus Stroman has a book I mean 
that's cool. But like, he also has a, a Grammy, I think, or something too, right? Yeah. We said last year. It's like, yep. I, I mean, I'm glad he pitched well the other day. But it's like the next time he gets lit up, you know, it's gonna be like, hey, you know, how long did you spend on that book? Yeah. Um, but, uh, but yeah. So he has a book. You know, I don't know why I, I think this, Jeremy, but he seems like he's maybe a little full of himself. Um, <laughs> yeah. You know, he, he didn't come to the Cubs con for whatever reason. And I, I think you said he was sharing pictures on Instagram that he was in like, you know, Tahiti or, or something like he was on, on vacation or he was training or something. He, but yeah, like, he he was training. But it's also like, you know, everyone else was there. He like the only other guy who wasn't there was Sayo Suzuki and he was in Japan. So. Right. Yeah. yeah. Uh, well, hey, you know, as long as he can, um, uh, you know, as long as he can keep pitching well, I don't think anybody will have any questions about it. Uh, no, we'll see. that's why he's there. Um, and yeah, he did. He certainly did pitch well on, uh, on Thursday. The Brewers didn't score any runs. Uh, yeah. so, uh, yeah, there was, um, you know, the fir- typical first pitch action, uh, Wayne Mesmer saying the national anthem, which was cool. That we was saw, cool. uh, we saw him at the Cubs con. So it was, it was great to see him out there doing his thing. Um, uh, real quick, John, I mean, normally like one thing you look forward to on opening day is Wayne Mesmer singing. And this year, John Vincent saying the guy who like, um, who holds out that one note at the end of the the anthem? Who like I feel is just like all, all trick. Like I feel like mm-hmm. I feel like Wayne Messmer is a classic. He's a better singer. He's getting a little up there in age, but like I I will take Wayne Wayne Messmer ten times out of ten over John Vincent. But like I think everyone else like kind of like are impressed by John Vincent. I remember. I remember like one time he like the first like one of the first times he sang the anthem and he held out that note. You could see Joe Madden like so go like wow like yeah. I, you could see him like mouth the word wow and so like he he's definitely won over the Cubs with his his one trick ism but uh, but Wayne Messmer is still the best hell yeah man and uh, yeah super super nice guy too as well um, but uh, yeah t- uh, as far as first pitches and stuff uh, they they brought out a guy his name is H D Ben Dope um, do you know <laughs> yes. do you know what what that what that guy was about. No, it said, um, and I don't even really want to look at. I started typing it, and I, I don't even really think I want to 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 look it up. But it said he was a Rock Nation recording artist, which is Jay Z's um, like label, or I don't even know if it's a label or like he's also like it's a management company. Like so, yeah, he's he's associated somehow with Jay Z, but uh, but yeah, um, HD bin dope. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it looks like well, it looks like he's got almost sixty thousand followers on Instagram. So um, he's been so, he's somebody. I don't know. I don't know why the Cubs had him out there throwing a first pitch, but um, you know who knows? Yeah. Maybe uh, maybe maybe a player is a fan of his or something. You know, um, I feel like we saw him. I feel like we might have saw him walking, or maybe I saw him like walking down the street after the Cubs game. Maybe oh, yeah. not. I don't know. There, dude. I think that there was a guy who looked like him. Maybe it was after we parted ways. Um, he was walking. I don't know. I don't think this guy would just be walking down the street though. But there was a guy who looked just like this guy. Sure. Now that I see him again up close. But anyway, um, yeah. I, it, you know, it's one of those things where it's like, I, you know, they they made they had a, a push to like keep, try to keep like seventh inning stretch singers relevant. It's like they should. They really should do that with first pitch people as well. But yes, then the White Sox would not have a, you know. A business plan or like you know a game day plan <laughs> yeah their, their entire uh, game day ops would be in shambles um yeah. yeah it was uh so you know it's always fun especially first game of the year to uh, uh see the players out there warming up before the game running sprints uh all that 
Joey Weimer um, for the Brewers got called up uh, the day before due to an injury to Luis Urias. So it was going to be his major league debut, which is pretty dope that we got to see that. Um, mm-hmm. He certainly passes the eye test, but it was you know, HD we spot- been dope. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was yeah, HD Ben Dope. Um, uh, yeah. So we, uh, you know, we spotted him. Yelich was talking to him. Jeremy, you speculated that Yelich was giving him the advice of all you have to do is hit forty homers one year and you're set. Um, yep. Which is, you know, which is true enough. Uh, but you know, uh, uh, like past second base and sort of around uh, shallow center field um, is where the the two teams will usually meet up. Uh, as the uh, players on opposing sides are running sprints. That's about where they sprint to before they head back to the foul line. Um, so, yeah, there were a few guys talking out there, probably chatting, catching it, up. Um, it was all the new Cub guys. It was yeah, Bellinger, yeah, yeah. Mancini, Bell- and Hosmer. Yeah, Mancini, Hosmer, maybe Bellinger as well. But uh, Hosmer and Voigt uh, had a little moment where they, uh, you know, it was, like, clear that they were the last two guys who hadn't talked to each other. And so they just kind of, like, did the th- did the, the bro thing where, like, they, you know, they clapped hands and then they, they gave the one-armed hug and then they just left. But Jeremy and I speculated that it was a very, it was definitely a very quick interaction. Um, Luke Voigt kind of got fucked over because Eric Hosmer uh, declined um, the trade that would have sent him to the Washington Nationals. So Luke Voigt ended up getting shipped out uh, of the Padres, and it probably cost him the chance to be in a playoff team. So, uh, yeah, maybe those two didn't have a lot to say to each other. No, yeah, it was a very interesting thing to see, and I had it occurred to me um, on Thursday that those two were, like, going to, you know, be in the ballpark. Um and uh, yeah, you can't imagine that Luke Voigt is, is very happy with Eric Hosmer. I, you know, I think Hosmer seems to have kind of like a, an asshole rep. Um, so that was interesting. Uh, you know, there was no Tommy Pham, uh, Jack Peterson face slap. Uh, but uh, but yeah, they kept it they kept it civil. Yeah, um, I uh, I don't know that Luke Voigt is going to be on the Brewers the whole season. I would be very surprised. I think I think he'll probably no. end up getting cut getting cut loose. But um, I, I guess you know that should. Be- Yes, the, the same could be said for Eric Hosmer. In fact, that should be one of our over-unders is like who's on the team the longest. Yes. Actually, that would be a damn good one. Okay. Make a, I'm actually making note of it right now. Nice. Okay. Uh, yeah, speaking of clunky things, um, you know, we, we, we mentioned, Jeremy, that everybody was kind of rusty. Um, the stadium yeah. operations were rusty. You and I were rusty when we were trying to, like, keep score. Uh, I, I, made a, I made a couple errors today um, that I had to fix. Jeremy, you mentioned you did the same on opening day. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, it was just just a whole lot of lot of stuff going on. Um, but uh, this this is something they were doing last year. Jeremiah Peprocki, the uh, public address well, announcer. He, at he wasn't doing he wasn't doing it last year. Oh, he didn't. So this is new for this year. Yes. Yeah. 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 Okay. Because like I was I was like I was annoyed by it. Like, uh, what's his name? Cole Wright is the guy who like would say this. Like, so he calls, he calls Wrigley field, the federal landmark. And yeah. So other people like it's kind of picked up now and people call it the federal landmark, which is just a stupid name. It's clunky. It's not, it doesn't even sound that impressive. Like, and it's like Wrigley field, the words Wrigley field are more, have more weight than the word, the words federal landmark. I mean, am I yes. wrong? No, like, you're not. Yeah. It's like, so it's like why you're trying to like give it some, some like, like a uh, panache or something like by using those words, but it is actually like, it's actually less impactful. It's like, if you say Wrigley field, that's enough. You don't need to call it the federal landmark. It's stupid. And so like, you know, but it's like, I wouldn't expect any less from Cole, Wright. Um, but, but, but yesterday, um, and I didn't notice this on Thursday, but, um, he, I forgot what the, 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 the word, the phrase he said was, but he's like, you know, welcome, like now taking the field on the federal landmark, uh, the Chicago Cubs, something like that. Yeah, um, uh, 
yeah, you know, it's it's one of those things where he's like, now, uh, welcome to Federal Landmark Lig- Wrigley Field. You know, they, they could yeah. just say, they could just say, uh, uh, like, welcome to historic Wrigley Field for today's yeah. game. Yeah, that, that would that would be uh, work well enough. Um, and who cares about it being a federal landmark? There's probably like 700 federal landmarks in the country. It's not really that big of a deal. Right. I, I think the whole thing is like, you know, like, because it can't be like torn down or modified, but it's like the Ricketts certainly have pushed those boundaries. Oh, yeah. Uh, you know, on, on modifying Wrigley Field. So, like, that's a whole other thing. It's like, yeah, I think the phrase is like beautiful Wrigley Field. And yep. yeah, I think that they say like federal landmark, like, and Wrigley Field. And it's just like, please stop saying that. I feel like. Um, you know, I'm going to do like a, a comment card and say like, you know, mm. could you just, could you omit federal landmark from the thing? Like, I'm going to, I, I, I'm going to say it's, it, it's not as impressive as just saying Wrigley Field anyway. No, no, it's, it's really not. Um, no need to qualify it. Uh, yeah. So that happened. And then something, again, something that was a first that I've never seen was, uh, and you know, this goes back to being rusty and the whole game day operation stuff. Uh, the Cubs came on the field too early and they started warming up too early and it's like, how do, how does that happen? Uh, yeah. I've never seen that before. Have you? I, no, I can only imagine that that's what it was. It, it was there was definitely some confusion, and so um, the Cubs during the like during the like the, the ramp up to the first pitch, they do they play the video that they played last year with with Bill Murray's narration where he talks about seeing Wrigley Field for the first time. It's it's pretty cool. Um, they show some highlights and then they show like, um, they show like this, like hype up video of like the Cubs, like highlights and like the guys like posing in front of the camera and like, you know, pounding the mitt or swinging the bat and like looking directly at the camera. And like, there's, you know, hype music playing under it. And like, they, they definitely played it, um, Thursday and it's new every season. Sometimes they even, they update it during the year. Like if a guy gets traded or signed or whatever, um and they didn't play it yesterday and the Cubs came on the field and I was like yeah that's weird like they didn't play that second video I said I was saying that to Jack yeah and then like it seemed like they the, like Justin Steele was warming up and then like then like they everyone kind of it almost seemed like it occurred to everyone at the same time they're like what what's going on like the ump came out and like stood in front of home plate and was kind of like saying like like you know we're like delaying or like we we've got a delay or whatever and like we I looked at the time and it was like one eighteen. And the game, you know, was supposed to start at 120. So they were like ahead of schedule for some reason. Um, I even looked at the the box score and it says first pitch 119. Yeah. Um, and like, I don't know. I mean, I think like, you know, like people like I think sued movie theaters a couple years ago because like the ticket says like, you know, 7 p.m. But it doesn't actually start till 715 because there's commercials and stuff. That, that always kind of so, pissed, pissed me off, too, man. You go into a movie at seven o'clock and it doesn't start yeah. till seven. It doesn't start till 720. And then you yeah. got to fucking take a piss 15 minutes into the movie. Yeah, yeah, no, exactly. Yeah. Or, yeah, you're rushing to get there. And then, like, it's like you, you walk in and there's a Coke commercial going on. And it's like, what the fuck? Why was I rushing? Um, Yeah. So, like, I think I wonder if, like, by by letter of the law, like. Could someone complain and like you know demand their money back if the game started a minute before the advertised time? I think I think like I don't know if it's a league rule, but it's like I don't think they can throw the first pitch before the advertised time. So I think they fucked. Someone fucked up. They sent the Cubs out on the field too early, or like something happened. And and so then they kind of stopped. And then the, the the Wrigley Field started playing that second video, that like hype video. Yeah. And then they they stopped it. They they like kind of like faded it down. Uh, before it was over, and then they like they were like, "All right, the, I'm signaling for first pitch." It was very weird. Yeah, 
It, yeah, it was uh, it was poorly executed. And it, even when Justin Steele was warming up before they realized that they'd all screwed up, they were playing his Johnny Cash song and stuff. So it was just a right. it was just a complete miss by uh, by everyone. Um, yeah. But, uh, you know, ho- hopefully they they did better and figured it out for today. Yeah, we actually that would be something to go back to watch like on on our, our new MLB TV accounts. Um like how they handled that on the broadcast. Right. Um, they might have explained what, what the delay was. Um, but yeah, one of the, the negatives about being at the game is you don't you you miss some of the things that they clarify on the broadcast. But um uh, I was I made a note here just saying like uh, the the um the the DJ at Wrigley had some some uh, some some refreshing choices, although you know, these might be at the opposite ends of the spectrum, but they played um they played this talking head song that was really good. I think it was before you got there, Jack, but mm-hmm. um it's this song called uh This Must Be the Place. Um it's probably my favorite talking head song. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um and it's like it's not it's like not a single, but it's a I guess it's a pretty well known talking head song and I thought that was pretty cool to like be hearing that like at Wrigley Field, even if it was fucking cold. Um they, then they later they played Spin Doctors, uh <laughs> Two Princes, which, you know, um, I think people who were around when the spin doctors were around probably had certain feelings about them, but like, I gotta say that song is like, it's a, it's a, it's a nostalgic, uh, you know, if not a, if not a banger, but, uh, so I was, I, I'm intrigued by like the, the DJ choices at least. Yeah, that's, uh, that's interesting. I, I noticed that they were, there was a lot more music between, uh, innings and a, a lot less, um, you know, pomp and circumstance with all the stuff they play on the scoreboard. So, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, that's, that's kind of old fashioned and Wrigley is always, um, it does, it, you know, the White Sox is the polar opposite of that, but it seems like the, the Cubs are pretty committed to keeping the game. No frills. Um, my wife actually made a, an observation on, um, uh, opening day, which is like, because the pitch clock is, is, is there now, um, players walk up songs don't get played as long as they used to. That's so interesting. like, yeah, it's actually kind of funny. So it's like, you know, it's like now betting Ian Happ. And then like it stops and they have to like turn it off right away. Um, and uh, it's kind of funny. So like we were trying to think of like what's a good song that would be effective within the first like three seconds of the, of the song. You yeah, know, like maybe the maybe the SpongeBob SquarePants song that uh, the, 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 the Guardians guy walks up to. Oh yeah, right. Yeah, I mean that's I yeah I don't know how that one starts off, but uh, I think it's like who lives in a pineapple. But then they would cut it off right there. You know? Yeah, right, um, right, exactly, exactly. That, so that's, that's a good observation, man. Nobody really uh, considered how the pitch clock would impact walk up music. Yeah, uh, like yeah, so like they use that um, uh, that outfield song, Your Love. So it's like Josie's on a vacation. And it's like, you know, that's it. It's like, ah, that, that didn't really hype me up. You know, it just made me feel weird. Now I, now I got a, a called for a strike. Yeah. Um, right. But, uh, but yeah, anyway, Hey Jack, I hate to put you on the spot musically. I feel like I do this sometimes on the podcast, but what do you have any thoughts about that? Of the, about the spin doctors? Um, are they the ones that did psycho killer? No, that's talking heads. Oh, that, that's talking that's, heads. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, oh, did, did they get canceled? No, no, no. They're just, you know, they're kind of, they're kind of dorky. I mean, like, you know, they had like some big hits, but they were like a, they're kind of like a one hit wonder. Uh, but that that they only had like one album that was really no uh, known, but it had like five singles on it. Here's the thing, like, so they do like that song Two Princes. You would know it if you heard it. I mean, mm-hmm. you were there when they played it. So, um, but um, and then people do it at karaoke sometimes. But uh, I remember my friend, like the the singer is like a like a hippie looking guy, 
Um, and they're just, they're kind of dorky looking, like they don't look like rock stars. But I remember when that album came out, me and my friend Nick, we like said, I think it was one of those things where we both kind of like secretly liked it, but we were afraid to like tell each other that we liked mm-hmm. it. And then we said like, if there's five singles from this album, we'll buy the album. And then like, you know, just like to like, to tempt fate. And then they made like five singles from that album. And we were like, uh, yeah, we're not going to buy it, but. Huh. But yeah, it's a, it's definitely a nostalgic '90s song. Nice. Um, yeah, I, I feel like they were kind of popular a little bit uh, before I was able to really aware of the um, the Zeitgeist as far as things were. I mean, if they they were popular, you said in the early '90s, right, or the the late '80s? Definitely '90s. Um, like '92, '93, I think. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I uh, this is probably one of those things. Uh, you know, the the slight age difference, so to speak. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, I sorry, Jeremy, I don't have many thoughts. That that's that's an answer in and of itself. So that's fair. <laughs> that, that, that song is is out there a lot, but but yeah, um, but yeah, uh, it's a it's a controversial, it's a mixed bag with with that band. So sure. Um, well, uh, they uh, well, I don't know if it was in the top of the third inning or not, but uh, uh, they they do they still do the stand for the military um, personnel. So today mm-hmm. they uh, or yesterday I should say they had a. Uh, a guy, a guy come out, um, you know, and from he, the he Navy, started, I think. yeah, from the Navy, but he was, he wasn't flashing gang signs. That makes me sound like an old person to be like, Oh, he, but like he, he was doing, you know, weird, like signs with <laughs> he, his hands. He, and he, then he, he was like, yeah, he was like, like doing like kind of, he was like, he was like lifting his hands up, like, you know, cheer, come on louder, louder, cheer for me, cheer for yeah. me. At, which was like, it was, it was a little bit bold. Like a lot of guys stand up there and are, are pretty humble and just like shit, you know, like, you know, tip their hat to the crowd or nod their head in like gratitude this guy was just like yeah come on come on pump it up like you know like you know whatever like get loud get loud and then go ahead jack yeah it it was just ridiculous and uh you know jeremy and i were like uh normally we'll clap but we won't like stand just because we're lazy i guess um but uh today i i especially did not want to stand because it was 39 degrees out and my knees were locking up and uh I, i feel like you know you're you're hunkered down um, you know, but if you move at all, you're going to get colder for some reason. So, uh, but like this guy was too much of a nerd to even, even clap for. It was just, it was well, just uh, not he, a good look. He, at one point he did like the West side, like hand signal too. Like he yeah. was just like, he was like, just like trying to pump up the crowd. And then like, he did like West side like yeah. <laughs> with both hands and we were just like, uh, like he was, he was already, he was already being a little squirrely and then he did the West side and we were like, like, what the hell is this guy doing? Um, but like, yeah, <laughs> I mean, I, yeah, the whole, the whole military thing, I think we've touched about it a little bit on the podcast, but it's like the whole thing about baseball is like the seventh inning stretch is when you stand up. I, obviously people don't give a shit and they get up at all times, especially when a, a pitch is happening, like with like, you know, full count and bases loaded. Like I'm sure some asshole stood up during that trout Otani at bat <laughs> in the world baseball classic, right. Right, yeah. um, you know, to, to, to like, uh, to try to like go to the bathroom or something or like get a, a, a fudge sickle or something. But, um, but like, uh, but yeah, so like, uh, I believe in standing like me and Jack like to stay put and, and, and sit there. And like, so I believe, I believe in standing for the first time during the seventh inning stretch. Um, and that's why they tell you to stretch there because you've been sitting for a long time. Um, so yeah, it's, it's kind of annoying to, to be like, all right, it's the third inning. Everybody get up. It's like, that's not part of the way baseball is supposed to be, but whatever. Yeah. Um, so, so yeah, so that's a whole thing. 
No, you're not ready for it. You know, not not ready to stand up yet. Yeah. Um, so uh, there was, um, you know, I think uh, the fan interaction just because it was so cold, like it was just it was kind of tough to kind of get into all the fan stuff. There were some people a section over from us who were like. They were really cheering when Joey Weimer got his first hit. Mm-hmm. Um, they were like saying, like, you know, get the ball, get the ball. We were speculating that it might have been his family because he's from Ohio. Yeah. Um, but they didn't really do much. Um, there were, uh, you know, I don't know. There really weren't too many people behind us or like around us, like doing too much. There were two guys to Jack's uh, right who were um, like, I guess they're like the de facto play, uh, fans of the game, Jack. I don't know. Would you, would you give it to these guys? Uh, the, the guys that were sitting next to me. Yeah. Yeah. To my right. Yes. Uh, so I would, um, I couldn't hear a lot of the things they were saying though. Um, only cause I, you know, I'm deaf in that ear. So you probably picked up more what they were saying than I did. Yeah. Yeah. So every time a, a brewer, anyone in brewer's gear would come by, they would be like, boo, boo. Um, yep. and, and they would like, um, you know, they'd say like, where's your world championship or whatever. And, um, you know, people would like kind of come back at them and like, you know, like puff their Jersey out or whatever. Um, they did it to a couple of girls, which I'm sure they were probably trying to like use that as a way to hit on them. But, <laughs> um, but yeah. And then they, they passed by us at one point And like the guy said to me, like, I love that you're keeping score, man. I used to do that too. As if like, I'm like a little kid and he's like an old guy. I'm probably 10 years older than that, than that yeah. guy. And like, he was like talking to me like I was a, like I was a little kid. Um, and it's like, you know, I think I said something like, yeah, you know, got to keep busy or whatever, or like got to keep warm or something like that. Um, but, uh, but like they were, they were just yelling stuff and like a guy would like pop out and like yell at, they'd be like, yo, you suck. Like you're, you know, you're a loser, whatever. Um, they were just yelling a lot of like just random stuff and like it was you know only mildly entertaining uh one of the things that i picked up on um was when owen miller uh who was playing second base for the brewers made an out i think um the guy yelled like meet me in the parking lot miller <laughs> i don't know i don't know why he like you know wanted to fight him or something maybe it was when he got a hit or something because he he did get um he did get a hit so um maybe it was for that but uh but yeah, like he said that. So that was that was probably the most notable thing that uh, I heard him say. Uh, so were those guys right next to me too? Were those the guys we had to fucking stand up for? Yes. Yeah. That was fucking. That was annoying because again, it was very hard to stand because it was just so fucking cold outside. And yeah. they're like, they they got up twice, I think. And you know, it's it's just like you guys, you guys suck. Well, we were in the first row too of the upper deck reserved. A yep. lot of times, guys will just climb over the the pole, the the railing, and just jump out that way. Uh, these guys yeah. uh, couldn't, you know, couldn't be bothered to do that. Um, but yeah, they passed they passed by us a couple times, and like they would pass by during pitches. I remember standing up during, like, as a pitch was being delivered, and like, you know, definitely screwing the people behind me. But like, it was there; those guys were were the were the culprits. Yeah. Um. So just yeah, that was uh that was not good. A bunch of bunch of idiots. Uh. I yeah. guess this brings us. To my favorite part of the game, um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, because this guy, this guy could be the the fan of the game too, if you want, Jack. I don't know for for sure. Um, it's it's going to be a tough call, but I. Okay. Uh, uh, so one thing that it, when you're in the upper deck at Wrigley, there's a, a an aisle that just kind of goes straight through. Um, and you yeah. know, it's it separates the lower part of the upper deck from the uh, the the upper the, part of it. It's a and, it's a great upper deck box from upper deck reserved. There, yeah, there, there's the correct terminology. Um, and so you know, you can walk along, it's sure. But you you cannot stop uh, and just watch the game from that um, you know from that aisle because if you do that then you're gonna be blocking you're gonna be blocking somebody's view 
And yeah. normally they police that really well at the stadium. They have like the security yeah. guards uh, or the ushers or whatever are right on it. So if you stop at all, they, they, they keep you moving. But I, I don't know if it was just because like they had a lot of call offs and like low staff because it was so cold out or they were just letting people do whatever because I, it was so cold. But yeah. pe- people were stopping for like five minutes to stand up and watch the game on that aisle before they went wherever. And no security was stopping them, which was really mm. annoying. And yeah, so I, f- I feel like it's gotten more lax over the last couple of years, probably just with lower attendance. Like, sure, there will be times where people stand, yeah, like in that aisle, like yeah, for like five minutes, um, just as if there's not fucking a couple hundred people behind you that you're blocking. Um, I just I don't un- again. We've talked about it a million times, but it's like I don't understand how you can't just sense that there is like fucking like a hundred people behind you that you're standing in front of blocking uh, what they're looking at, but like. Obviously, people are capable of being super oblivious. So absolutely. Um, and so th- this guy, I'm trying to trying to think what he what he looked like. He looked so he looked sort of like Pedro Pascal's brother in The Last of Us. Maybe that's a little too uh, obscure, but you that's know. pretty good. He looked like I was gonna say he kind of looked like Sergio Romo with long hair. Maybe. Sure, sure. But like yeah. it, 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 both of those guys, though, this guy was like a much wimpier version of of those guys. Um, yeah, and, or like a dorkier version, and he, he had a he had his a, a kid with him, so he was with his kid, and they were just standing in the aisle, and they were right. I I could see, but you were to my left, and they were right in your line of view, so you yeah. you could not see the batter to you know for the life he, of you. He completely blocked home plate, and yep. um, he 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 but he had his phone out and he was taking pictures, and I get it, like you want to get a like a nice clean shot of the field, um, but like. You know, get your fucking picture and get the fuck out. Um, you know, you better be like, uh, like one of the those AP photographers, like in the, you know, in that uh, on the field level, basically, like getting your shots and then getting out of there. But of course, people don't know how to, they're like they go, they stand there, then they pull their phone out, then they try to have to open the photo app, then they have to like try to focus it. This guy was like taking photos too, and like you could tell, you could see the photos through his phone, and they. They were all fucked up. They were all like crooked and shit. Like he was like using like Dutch angles, um, like for his like photos, like these like canted uh, angles. Like you know, I don't know if he was trying to like, I don't know if he was trying to signify the imposing bullpen collapse of the Cubs by showing like this tilted angle. That's what uh, that's what the Dutch tilt signifies um, in in photo in film composition. But uh, nice. I I don't know if he would this guy. I don't know if that's what this guy's mo was. I think it was just. He didn't know how to fucking take a picture with his phone. Um, but I let him take two pictures. He took a picture of, like, the infield and a picture of, like, the marquee. And I'm like, okay, dude, you're done. That's it. That's as many pictures as you get. So, like, yeah, I had to, like, lean over and, like, you know, kind of get them. Like, me and you were talking about it. And I'm like, all right, I guess yeah. I got to say something to this guy. Yeah. And, and so the funny thing was you were trying to get his attention. You were like, hey, 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 pal, hey, pal. And the guy the guy couldn't hear you. Um, and but his kid, his kid heard you. So his kid turned around and Jeremy, you kind of you gestured at the kid to like have him get his dad's attention. And then yeah. so uh, so you yelled, you yelled again. And the guy kind of heard you this time. And you're like, hey, hey, pal, hey, pal, you're you're blocking the view. And then uh, <laughs> and I love that you called him pal. Uh, yeah. which, which is great, but it's like, what are you going to call the guy? You're going to call him, sir. Um, right. So, uh, yeah, he turns around and then he gives you this, this weird look, Jeremy. Like, I don't know if he was, it was a little passive aggressive, but it, he yeah. was, all, it was also like, ah, come on. Why can't you just let me stay there and take these pictures? Yeah. 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 It's like, come on, man. Why you got to run me out of here, man? It's like, because you're not supposed to be there, you idiot. 
Like yeah. you can't just stand there. You can't stand in front of people. It's like, do you want to come over here and put a fucking blindfold on my face? Like, is that is that your goal? Like it was. Yeah, he gave me this that the like this. Yeah, it's like, man, come stop nagging me, man. Like that's like what the look was. And it's like, what's wrong with you? Um, you know, it's better than like him being like, you know, fuck you, fuck your mother or whatever. Yeah. Like, but, uh, but like, it was just kind of like, ugh. like, and the other thing about that, when you yell someone, it's like, it's kind of like honking your, your horn, like, uh, you know, at a car. It's like, if you could just say to the guy, like, like, excuse me, like, you know, would you mind moving? I can't see. Like, if you could just say that, like with like some like subtlety, you know, it could come across like, it, you know, not hostile, but at some point when you're saying like, Hey, Hey. Hey, hey, turn around, you know, like if you yell it enough times, you start losing patience and like, yeah. And then so like, I mean, yeah. Hey, pal, like by by the time I yelled it, like, cause I think I started out, like I said, bud. Yeah. Um, But uh, yeah. And so like, by the time we got to there, I I was on to pal and like, you know, it, it, it's, those are pretty gentle words I would say, but it came out like a little uh like a- anguished i guess because well, i have it, been trying it's to it's not your attention. fault that the guy was being a complete idiot though um right you know like like you said it was uh you know he he'd been there for like two batters uh at that point so um you know fuck that guy if he has a problem with it and uh you know if if there was an issue any security guard is going to take your side um, yeah yeah but still what a you know and that that guy wasn't the only guy who who did it he, his was just the most egregious um yeah we uh uh so we should talk a little bit about the game itself. Um, Ian Happ hit a home run to put the Cubs up one to nothing. Uh, and Justin Steele threw six shutout innings, so he did terrific for the Cubs. Um, but in the uh, the seventh inning, Javier Assad pitched the seventh, and then David Ross um, for the Cubs. And David Ross put him back out there for the eighth. And uh, the Assad proceeded to give up three runs. Um, and, uh, yeah, it was just kind of a gift-wrapped uh, victory for the Brewers because uh, we, were, we were speculating why would Ross – leave Assad out there for a second inning when he had a full a full bullpen of guys who did not pitch yesterday because there was a day off yesterday and it's the beginning of the season yeah second game of the season uh you know uh day off the day before um Assad like so the Cubs had just taken the lead so Assad came in um yeah threw a great top of the seventh um got two strikeouts got like one two three inning was great Assad pitched really well in in uh, spring training. There's not room. There was not enough room for him in the rotation with Wesneski earning that last spot, and Adrian Sampson got sent down to the minors. Um, so was or so Assad like this is the beginning of his first full season. Like he's he's a great story. Like he is a, a system guy. Like came up through the system, but he was a starting pitcher. Came up last year as a starting pitcher. Did did well. Did did okay for a, a rookie. You know, in the rotation. Um, who had like pitched all season in in Triple A, um, so he makes the the bullpen this year. I'm not sure how much he pitched out of the bullpen in the minors, but he's not a relief pitcher. He's a starting pitcher, so they're trying to use him as a as a a, a relief pitcher. So he comes out and he pitches a great inning, and it's like okay, good, you know, got you in, got your first appearance out of the way, did really well. Let's give the ball to Michael Fulmer now, or or uh, anybody else, Michael Rucker, whoever, uh, or Mark Leiter. Instead, he puts him out there for a second inning, and like, yeah, he he just like he 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 couldn't get the job done. He gives up a hit, a walk, a hit, and then like, yeah, tie game. And by the time he got Fulmer in, like, I think the bases were loaded, or there were two guys on base, and it's like those runs ended up coming around to score, and like it just Ross turned what could have been a plus outing into like a. A, a bad outing and a loss 
So it was super frustrating to watch. Yeah, um, it seems like I didn't watch the game today, but it seems like he also left that Merriweather guy in a little bit too long as well. Um, and so, you know, you're, you're kind of just letting the game get away. But, uh, yeah, that, that, that L seemed to be more on the way the game was managed than on the Cubs, uh, which is unfortunate. But good if you're a Brewers fan. They ended up taking two out of three. Uh, one thing I think, Jeremy, is that this lineup really, their Cubs lineup, really needs uh, Seiya Suzuki back. Yeah, their their right field situation. They started a they started Patrick Wisdom in right field uh, today. He did hit two homers, so maybe he's the answer at, at at in right field for the time being. But like that also was screwed up. Like Mancini started in right uh, yesterday, and um, he was spelled with fucking. I don't know why this guy is on the team or in the majors. He's basically like a you know a Daniel Descalso two point oh <laughs> Miles Miles Mastroboni, um, you know. I won't even go, you know, go there with the name, but like, it's like, he's, he just, he, he's just like a little scrappy guy. Like he's like, he makes some, uh, what was that guy's name? The glasses guy, uh, Uh, Eric Sogard, Eric Sogard. He makes Eric Sogard look like, you know, uh, Iceman from uh, top gun or something. (laughs) Yeah. Right. It's just like this guy, you know, shouldn't be on the team. And they ended up like subbing out Mancini for master Boney. And then master Boney, like, uh, made the last out of the game. Uh, it was it was super frustrating, and um, yeah, that was another thing that was super annoying. Um, yeah, um, the, you know, so yeah, not not definitely not a good game for the Cubs, but uh, hey, that's the thing, you know, hundred uh, hundred fifty nine games left. One thing that was funny, Jeremy, is is you uh, you went full George Costanza when Hap hit that home run. Uh, you looked at me and you went, yeah, I, I love <laughs> it, man. It never uh, never gets old. <laughs> that was a funny thing because we had just talked about. Uh, um, how I had just said, like, I don't know how they're going to score any runs. And then like, yep. I almost feel like it was the next pitch Hap hit the Homer. And, uh, I was like, I was yelling and then I looked at you and I'm like, well, Jack isn't happy about this moment, but, no, uh, it you was, know. It, it was fine. I was just having a nice time at the game and we had, we had a good angle on the home run too. Cause it yeah. was, uh, Hap was hitting from the left side. So it went out to right field, um, where we were sitting. So that was good. Um, yeah. okay. So yeah, the game, the game ended. Devin Williams got in a little trouble, but he got the save, uh, shut it down game ended and and we walked to the uh we walked to the bus um it was not a uh, not a good walk for me man my 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 knees had com- <laughs> my knees had completely locked up and my feet were frozen so you yeah. were like you were hauling ass out there and i was like trying to keep up with you but i you know i kind of couldn't that- and you're like how old are you now jack and i was like 37 <laughs> but yeah that, that's right that was pretty funny i at one point i looked back yeah so i'm a lot of these times i'm like leading the the way through the stadium like i, I was it happened thursday with my dad and my wife and you know i have to keep looking like i don't know i feel like as the leader it's my job to like forge a path but well, I also, you're, the, you're the mayor of wrigley field man <laughs> yeah well i i know my way around that place so like um you know like just you know climb aboard and, and let me lead the way yeah but uh I did look back a couple, you know, you look back just to make sure you haven't lost the people. And like, yeah, I looked back at Jack and Jack was just like, I can't, I can't, he gave me a face. Like I can't move. I can't walk. Like, yeah. Yeah. It's, so, you know, I think it's, it's from the, I, I, I run uh, quite a bit and I just, you know, sometimes my knees and when I'm sitting for a long period of time, will kind of lock up a little bit. So especially when it's cold that, uh, you know, that sort of doubles down on it. Um, one thing I also should have done was worn two pairs of socks. You said you did. My feet were just like, they were, they were, uh, they were tingling, you know, they were frozen. 
So you also was, had low socks on too. You had like I, I did. Socks um, on. I should I should have worn uh, worn high socks. So it's just not a uh, not not a good thing overall. And you know when when you're going to the bus, you really need to go fast. Uh, we we've we've come up with a pretty good system though. Um, I mean we uh we get down. We're almost always some of the first people down there. Um, so yeah. that was the case. Uh, we got down there right away. We we got the prime position. Um, that you want. Uh, a guy a couple minutes after uh, showed up uh, right next to us, and he, you know, he saw he saw you. You were gonna, you gave me a Garrett Mitchell card, and you were doctoring it up um, so that oh, yeah. I could get it autographed. And the guy saw that, and he he came on a little too strong with his like with his grapher stuff. He's like, oh yeah, yeah, you got you got that kind, yeah, you, you know, I I bought this, and like he was showing us something or whatever. Well, he said he goes like he's like you should use an artist uh, tip. 5.0 or something yeah <laughs> like those you know you don't have to prep the cards at all with that with those he's like yeah they're great works every time or something i'm like yeah yeah gotcha yeah yeah cool man like he yeah he was suggesting some sort of pen which like i think it was the same sort of pen that i have and like yeah you do have to like prep the cards like i don't i don't know what marker he's using that where you don't have to prep even on the glossy but like there's different levels of gloss there's some that you don't have to prep and then there's like anything that's come out in the last couple years I haven't tried a marker. I haven't found a marker where you don't have to prep. Um, and also, it's like, it's not that big of a deal. Like, but uh, yeah, this guy was swooped right in there and like was like, you know, given his two cents basically on what yeah, marker to use. Yeah. Um, he, uh, he, he was very much a Milwaukee guy. Um, you know, I don't know if that means anything to you, Jeremy, but it's like, he's like every yeah. guy you would see in Milwaukee. He had like a, he had kind of an unkempt beard and glasses. Um, he probably like, uh, goes to the lakefront brewery to drink beer every weekend or like river west um just very much like a not a nerdy guy i don't want to call him a hipster but it's like there's some there's some overlap sometimes between the way he, that those people look yeah he kind of looked like um like a big ofi like mountain man a little bit or something yeah. like with his beard and like he had this like this this like like i don't know if it was like a wool jacket or a woven jacket but it was just like this big goofy print on this jacket like he looks like some like these like hipster like these like kind of like hipster guys that hang out in like pilsen uh, yeah around um, here so he you know about 10 minutes after we we got there we were waiting around all of a sudden he goes to us he's like Are you guys trying to get bill schroeder and we were like oh yeah yeah and he's like yeah he's he's coming right now so i, I will give him credit that he pointed out Bill Schroeder to us. Uh, yeah. And so, you know, we called for Bill Schroeder. Bill Schroeder just went right on the fucking bus. Like, fuck that yeah. guy. He didn't even, he didn't even look back. Um, well, yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. He, he big timed us for sure. The guy, the, the, the Brewers graffer nerd did say something too. Like that was like kind of indiscernible, but he said something like, yeah, yeah. He always looks at me or something like that. Like he, that was like, he, it was, I think that like, that's what he said. And I'm like, what does that mean? But he's, he said something like, yeah, he's always, he always looks over here at me or something, something weird like that. And I'm like, okay, man. Like, um, yeah, he was, <laughs> he was trying to help, but it, it was, whatever he said was just kind of weird. I don't, I yeah, don't really know. Yeah. And it, was. it, uh, you know, who knows, man, maybe we got screwed by that guy. Like Bill Schroeder saw that guy and he's like, I'm not going to sign for that guy again. And he just went on the bus, it, but it then, be. but Bill Schroeder went on the second bus and so then the guy, you know, I look over and all of a sudden the guy is gone. And we, we speculated yeah. that it would be funny if he was just there to try to get Bill Schroeder because there is precedent for that <laughs> sort of thing. There was once a guy who was only at the bus, the Orioles bus, to try to get Jose Hernandez. Um, yeah. So it's like, you know, that, that sort of thing does happen. But Do you no, remember this, what he this, said when he left? Uh, the, the guy, uh, oh, the, uh, the, the Hernandez guy? Yeah. Yeah, he yeah. said, well, good luck. And then he, yeah. 
He was so he was so dejected, man. Like he was yeah. sixty years old, but he sounded like a, a little kid. Um, yeah, yeah, it was uh, it, it was outstanding. But this uh, this Brewers Graffer nerd, um, we later came back. Or he later came back toward us. Um, he, we we came to find out that he went between the buses to try to get the autographs because the first bus was like the the player the family bus uh, for all the players' families, the wives, kids, uh, etc. And the second bus was where the players were getting on. Um, so this guy went between the buses to try to to try to like get these guys, and that's a dumb strategy for a couple of reasons. First, because it's gonna it's gonna freak the players out if they see some guy just like waiting between the buses. Second, it's, it's about it's about like a like about a foot dis- distance between the two buses. It's like yes. a little crack basically, and like you're just like in this little crevice, and it's it, it is kind of off putting. And plus, you can't see the guy until they're you have about like a half second of you know, I like of, of like being able to see the guy. So like, it's also like really tough for that reason. Yeah. Um, and, and that, that's one of the things about graphing is that the, these guys, you start to see them come out and you've maybe you've maybe got 30 seconds to like get their card ready and like get your pen ready and like be in position where they can sign for you. And it's all, it's always kind of an uh, anxiety inducing um, 30 seconds, especially cause my hands were frozen. So for a couple of the guys, <laughs> The longer we stood out there, it was getting really hard for me to like take the card out of the sleeve and like get my pen set up and stuff because I just, um, you know, I just didn't have any uh, dexterity. I was just like fucking fumbling all over the place. But yeah, if you've only got, um, you know, if you've got the amount of time that you see the guy take a step on the bus, you're never, you, you didn't think this through. You're never going to get an autograph. Um, uh, so yeah, it was, uh, th- that guy was just uh, an idiot and I don't think he got, he got any autographs. Um, yeah, the two buses, um, the first two buses left at the same time. And that's when he was kind of like, um, uh, like rustled out basically. And he kind of came back over by us. Um, so that's how yeah, we were able um, to confirm that he was out there. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, there were four buses too, which is a little unusual. I guess the Brewers really splurged. Um, uh, the, the same bus driver. Uh, I think I think he was driving the first bus. But there's that we see this guy. We've seen him every single time uh, there's been a bus. Um, he uh, he seems like he's like in charge. Uh, he seems to know all of the uh, direct like traveling party directors for the teams. Um, he always wears he's, he wears a really nice watch. I think he's got a Cubs World Series ring too. Um, but he, uh, he always wears the hat of the team that he's driving. So I don't know if the Cubs or his bus company, you know, we, we didn't know we were talking about this, if they Very buy him the hats or if, or yeah. if he does, uh, yeah, I, I don't know, but he had a, he had a brewer's hat on today. Um, and I'm sure uh, that and, on, and he had the polo too, which was yeah, like, I never noticed. I never noticed last year that he had the team polo too. That might be a new thing for this year, but yeah, but yeah, he was fully decked out in brewer's gear. He was, and he'll have a Rangers one on Friday when we go to when we go to that game. So uh, good for that guy. I've always noticed sometimes too that he has a uh, he throws a little dip in uh, as well sometimes. Uh, I was gonna say I wonder if the they tip him out. You know, if like the teams yeah. tip him out or the players tip him out or something. Like for if sure. so, that that's probably how he got that watch. But uh. yeah, no, he's yeah, it's a, it's a real nice looking watch. Um, and yeah, he's uh, there's there's other bus drivers there driving the other buses, but it's like he's he's the one that like like seems to know some of the players and like uh you know he talks to the traveling secretaries and stuff so like this guy's this guy's like the the cream of the crop he's the one constant ray <laughs> baseball nice yeah great i was gonna say ooh, he's the cream of the crop if you're familiar with that that macho <laughs> macho man, man? Uh, yeah, yeah promo. cream of the crop rice to the top yeah. <laughs> and he keeps pulling out the uh the little things of cream um Okay, uh, so there was there was one family behind us. It was like a family of six, um, and yeah, that I, you, the noise you made said it all. 
It was um, a gaggle, yeah. It was, man. It was like six to eight fucking people. Um, one of the guys, like the oldest guy, had a. You pointed out that he had just a, a, a an oh, old, yeah. like an old, uh, dirty nacho helmet from the stadium. Um, he, but like, it still had nacho ingredients in it. and It was gross. Yeah, he got he got the nachos and like so you'll see this you'll see this often like with the helmet nachos like. I, look, don't get me wrong. There was a time where I was enamored with helmet nachos and I still, you know, it's still fun to get like when, if you're with a group of people, like, um, just, just for fun or whatever. But it's like, you got to eat all of it. You got to finish those helmet. If you, if you're not going to finish it, don't get it. That's, that's my stance. Like I, I say, get it all you want, but, but fucking eat it. And also who I know it's a lot of food, but fucking eat it. Just like, what are you? Some baby? Like, just eat it. Like, we, it's like, mm, I, you know, I'm just going to pick at it a little bit. No, fucking just eat it or don't order it. Get the small that's not in a helmet. Um, but like, so these guys like walk around like, and, and then, okay, so you get the helmet nachos. Definitely. If you go into the bathroom at the end of a White Sox game, like before you, you leave the stadium, you're going to find two to three guys washing out all that shit <laughs> from the helmet in the sink. Um, which is great for when you go up to that sink afterwards and you're washing your hands on top of like a, a black olive like covered <laughs> in like sour cream. That's always really appetizing to see. Um, but every once in a while, you're going to see a guy walking around with like about half of the nachos still in the thing. And what happens afterwards, like to nachos when they get cold, especially on a day where it's 39 degrees, is it turns into a fucking coagulated brick basically. So this fucking guy was standing behind us with this Cubs helmet nacho that was like fucking probably half frozen. And it was just like one, like just, just gelatinous, like coagulated blob of, of like toppings. And it's like, why are you walking around with that thing, man? Like, what are you going to do? Are you going to eat that when you get, are you going to microwave that when you get home? And then the chips are going to get all soggy. Like, what do you throw it out, man? And throw out the helmet while you're at it. Like, I don't understand this, like walking around with like the fucking like petrified remains of nachos in a helmet. It's it's a bad look. No, it, it is, man. And th- those nachos were probably about two hours old. Uh, it was, yeah, yeah. It was not good, and so that that alone should have been an uh, indicator of what these people were gonna be like. Um, also, I should point out that that guy had an Ildemar Vargas jersey on as well. Um, he did. Yeah, yeah. Because his his jersey said seventy seven Vargas. It was a Cubs jersey, so I, I don't know if that that. Oh I don't know what... no no no! That's just I. That's probably just his last name. I... Okay, yeah, that 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 could be true too. Um, yeah, because I, I don't saw, know. If they... I, we were yeah. stuck behind that guy coming down the the stairs. Actually, we I remember that guy. Yeah, we were. Yeah. Um. Uh. Yeah. I don't know if Ildemaro Vargas ever ever got a jersey. So uh, you're right. That probably is his last name. Well, anyway. Um. <laughs> so yeah, these these people were waiting for Christian Yelich, and they had Cubs gear on, so they were Cubs fans, but they wanted to see Christian Yelich. They had nothing to get autographed. They they just had their phones out and they wanted to get uh, pictures and video of him walking walking into the bus and a few things were confusing about that because the 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 adults were kind of standing in back and it was very uh, it was very suffocating because like this fa- this whole family was right behind us um, yeah. and then the the two little kids were like next to me and you know the the, the little kids were saying like oh Christian Yelich too but like they were they were like seven years old and Christian Yelich hasn't been good in four years. It's like these these kids weren't even aware of uh, him when he was good. So why do they care? Like, why does this family want to see Christian Yelich? And they're not even trying to get an autograph from him. They're just trying to take his picture. It's like, wh- what are you, the paparazzi? Like, why do you why do you want to take his picture? What? Yeah, it didn't I, make any sense. I know that these players, you know, probably find it a drag to be asked for their autograph and to like have these autograph hounds. But like, I don't know about about you, but I would or them, but like. 
honestly, I would probably rather just sign someone's autograph than have someone like take a bunch of pictures of me as I'm like walking in like unsuspectingly into a, a, a bus. Like I feel yeah. like that's a little more creepy than just stopping and signing someone's autograph. Yeah. Um, so that's, that's kind of a weird thing. Uh, I should, we should also note too, that like, so there's a barricade up that we stand by. Um, and like, normally they have like two barricades, like kind of doubled up because the barricade is just slightly shorter than the width of the sidewalk. Um, but they hadn't really figured that out yet this year or they weren't doing it right yet or whatever. So I was, I was standing basically with no barricade in front of me, which, um, Honestly, it's kind of nice to lean on the barricade. So I kind of I, I, I didn't really appreciate it. Like, um, but like, you know, I like I had a clear shot if I wanted to, you know, assassinate one of the brewers, I guess. <laughs> um, but I also felt because those kids were behind me and like they were like, you know, I could feel them like like down by my legs and stuff like I was like. I, I, I kind of felt like I got to block this opening because these kids are going to run out there like normally like, um, you know, it's 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 questionable for a grown man to be blocking out like a kid. But like I felt a, a duty to the security guards and to the the brewers to like kind of plug up that like the, the hole in the barricade basically. Kind of um, yeah, no, a- absolutely. Like, because these people might have gone past it, you know, They're, they they had no idea the etiquette uh, that was supposed to be used. At, at one point, they um, they went to the other side on like the other end of the buses to wait there. I don't know yeah. if they thought they were going to get a better view, but they they all stood there and it was like just a whole line of them taking up the entire barricade. And, and you really realized how many people were in this big group. Exactly. And it was it felt so freeing to not have them behind us. Uh, but yeah. then eventually, eventually they came back and Christian <laughs> yeah. Yelich did, did come out. Yeah, we were like, um, <clears throat> we we're like, oh great, here they come. <laughs> we could tell that they were coming back to stand right behind us again. Yep. But like, it did. Like, I felt it. It was you could feel their presence behind us, and then you could feel when they had left. Like, you could feel the difference. Um, and then honestly, so Yelich did eventually come out. He came out with Roddy Telez and one other guy who I just cannot remember. No. Who he was with, but like, they, you know, they didn't do anything. They didn't even like like Yelich last year at least gave like a peace sign, I think, to the people. Mm-hmm. This year he kind of just he kind of made it look like, you know, they're yelling for me, but I'm not even going to look over. Um, and like I honestly, you know, we were trying to get like Roddy Telez or whatever. Um, and I didn't even like I didn't even like kind of like register what happened with those Pete with the family when Yelich came out. Like, did you did you get any sense of what did they could you hear no, them man. There, taking there was the too much going on because because yeah. Yelich and Yelich and were coming out. But then I think right behind them, like council was coming out. They were some of the last people to come out. There were just uh, no. You know what? They came out before council. But there was just there was there were so many people coming out that you and I were yeah. focused on, like getting our shit yeah. together and trying to, you know, get the cards out. Let's just say this, man. The Brewers are not a nice team. Um, no. They're not. None of the players signed for us. Uh, very few of them even acknowledged us. Uh, you know, so aside from the coaches, which we'll talk about in a second, the players, I don't know if they talk about it before the game, but they seem to have some pact or un- an understanding that none of them are going to sign, which uh, which sucks. But um, yeah, man, Yelich didn't really do anything. Uh, Corbin Burns at least gave the peace sign um, this time. He didn't put his head all the way down. So it's maybe he's worked he's worked on that a little bit. Um, but one guy who did acknowledge us was, uh, Brian Anderson. So Brian Anderson was there. BA was not Brian Anderson, the baseball player, Brian Anderson, the announcer. Um, I've said some shit yeah. about him in the past, but I, you know, he, I thought he did a good job with March Madness. So I'm kind of starting to, you know, come over to the other side a little bit, but I, I yelled at him. I said, BA. And like, he turned around and waved, 
Um, Jeremy, you know, you said we did all, all we could to get his auto. I think that I could have maybe sold out a little more and been like, hey, do you got, can you sign my scorecard? And I, I, think, I think he might have done it. He seemed really nice. Uh, but yeah. um, he was a, he's a micro guy, man. Like, he's, he's shorter than us, and we're, not, we're yeah. not tall guys. So he's maybe 5'5", five, five, like 5'6", five, but he's a, he's a little guy, and he doesn't look like that on TV. So I, that was very surprising. It was, yeah, very, very surprising. Um, yeah, I don't know. I like, yeah, I feel like um, I didn't really like know. I I didn't really like kind of like um, you know like acknowledge him or like really kind of catch on to him uh, for a while. And then like, yeah, you. I remember you were like one of the first people to like um, have an opinion on Brian Anderson. Um, and then I remember talking to a guy at Stats uh, at my at my job. Um, uh, about him and like he's like oh yeah like you gotta love brian anderson and uh, i was like oh really like my friend doesn't like him he's like what and like he was like he's like how can you not like brian anderson and like i honestly like the more i heard him the more i kind of liked him like is jack was was your sentiment kind of like in line with like a general brewer sentiment like do do brewers fans like not like him overall or i think was they're kind of mixed on him there, there's a lot of people who like him now but i always just thought he was really vanilla um, yeah. and just like, not, not very funny, but, uh, I think that he's gotten better over the years. Um, and even when the brewers have other guys come in and announce, like he's, he's better than those guys. And it's like, it's like you said yesterday, mm -hmm. um, he's, uh, he's, he's better than a lot of what's out there. Yeah. You could do, you could find a lot worse for sure. Um, um so yeah. Yeah. Uh, one thing that when you're out here trying to graph, uh, <laughs> you, you kind of get keyed up. And you just you start looking at everybody who's walking past you, and, and sometimes it's like a, a mirage, and yeah. you, you somebody looks like somebody, and it turns out they're definitely not them. So Jeremy was and like, it could be, and it could be embarrassing at times too. Well, you know, so uh, this this guy with, uh, you know, he was a relatively like in shape uh, guy in his fifties uh, with with like gray gray Salt, hair, yeah. like early fifties, late forties, early fifties, gray hair that looked like you know pretty pretty uh, kept in in nice uh, nice condition, and so Jeremy was like. He was walking past us, and Jeremy was like, "Hey, is that Jed Hoyer?" Um, yeah. And then he, he got was he was in the distance behind the bus, like so yes. he was still a little bit further away. But like he he had about he was about the same height. Jed Hoyer, I don't, also not really that tall of a guy. Um, and uh, yeah, I was like, "Yeah, is that is that Jed Hoyer? Is that Jed Hoyer?" And then he, he got close to us, and Jeremy went, "That is not Jed Hoyer." Um, <laughs> yeah, it, when he when he got close to us, he kind of looked he kind of looked a little bummy, like when like he got closer to yeah, us. Yeah, he did. Like, yeah, like. Um, you know, we'll talk about you know people's opinions on pe on other people's looks uh, a little bit later. But like, I, Jed Hoyer looks like a guy who is the president of a baseball team. Yes, this guy looked like just like a cell phone salesman or something. And again, <laughs> yeah, no that's, offense uh, to any that, cell phone salesman. That's a good way to put it. Uh, it reminded me of the time when we were at the Orioles bus, and I was like, "Is that Austin Hayes?" And some guy turned, some fucking loser turned around and went, "It is not." It's like, "Fuck <laughs> you, dude." That's right. I fucking hated that guy. That um, was uh, Aaron uh, Adam Jones, wasn't it? That, I mean, yeah, yeah. He, he had, an, he had a fucking jersey. Adam Jones. He, that was a guy who went, oh, yeah, Chirino, Chirinos has been great all year. Um, what, a, what a loser, man. It is was, that Austin Hayes? It is not. Yeah. What a, That's funny. Oh, man. You know, it's, it's a little too cold for any of those shenanigans today that, I, you know, not a lot of people at the bus, but uh, we'll see. Yeah. They'll, be, they'll yeah. be out this year. Oh, yeah. There will be plenty for sure. But it, that, that, uh, that, that phenomenon, though, is funny, and it's just a part of, of graphing, which we haven't really talked about yet. But, like, yeah, you're, you're standing there, and then you start walking down the street, and you're like, who's that? Is that a guy? That looks like a guy. Like, he's wearing, like, the kind of gym shoes that, like, the players wear. Like, he's got a backpack. That's got to be somebody. Yep. And then, like, yeah, like – 
99% of the time it's nobody, but like, you know, there was Mike, we saw Michael Hermosillo that one time we have yeah. seen, we saw PGA Higgins. We saw Michael Rucker. So some of those times there, it happens just enough to, that you keep believing that it could be a guy. Like we've sure. spotted guys. We spotted Justin Steele walking down the street. So like you like, it's not outrageous to, to, to think that that might be somebody, but then when it is, and it is kind of embarrassing and like the Jed Hoyer thing was like, when, when we saw him, I was just was like, that is not Jed Hoyer. <laughs> no, right, never mind. No, yeah. for sure. And yeah, I, I said this to you, Jeremy. I don't know if I ever said it on the podcast, but I, I did see him walking down the street in Ravenswood one time when I used to live over there. Um, uh, so yeah, he, 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 he lives around here and he, uh, he might, and we've seen him at the bus driving away too. So there is, yeah. there is precedent for it. Um, yeah. but yeah, it's, it's definitely a thing. Um, although we did not see anybody, well, we, we ran into fucking Gabe Kapler out, out outside the stadium. Right. So, That's you know, I mean, it, it's not, it's not out of the question, but when you're wrong, it is, it is just kind of like, <laughs> no, you doofus. That wasn't fucking Jed Hoyer. <laughs> anyway. Um, so, uh, yeah, some of the coaches though did sign for us. So one of the guys I yes. wanted most, I think we wanted most was, was Jim Henderson. So we, we both had a Jim Henderson card. Jim Henderson is the Brewers bullpen coach. He was their closer for a year or two, about 10 years ago. Uh, he, uh, we, we spotted him and Jeremy made him. Um, uh, you said you saw him before the game, uh, uh, with some of the pitchers when they were throwing. Uh, so that, that helped you out. I, I, we, we might've been a little late on it otherwise. Um, but, uh, he, he's a big, tall guy. So he is, he's not a super hard guy to spot, but anyway, he, he came out and we, we called for him and we, we did sell out for him pretty hard. We were like, Hey man, can you sign? And he, he came over. He was the free, he was the first guy to sign for us. Um, he was really nice. And, uh, he was like, yeah, all, all these superstars and you want to get me. Um, which was, which was nice of him to say, uh, kind of joke around with us. You know, we did call for all the other superstars though, and they didn't come over for us. So, you know, yeah. it, it's not it, like we were, it was, it was a funny thing to say. Like, yeah, it he was. was just like all, all these superstars and you're, you guys are getting me like, yeah. he was putting himself and us down. Which is pretty yeah. Funny. Yeah. Yeah. He was, um, uh, he was self-deprecating though. He, he seemed like a cool guy. Um, then we got, uh, we got Jason Lane. Uh, we both had a Jason Lane card. I was worried I wasn't going to be able to spot Lane. Um, I said yeah. to Jeremy during the game that like Lane is a he's a bigger guy. He's put on some pounds since his playing career. Um, then when he came out though, uh, it was pretty obvious that it was him. Uh, so we I yeah. think he was walking with their hitting coach maybe. Um, and so uh, yeah. uh, we called to him and he he you know we we again we sold out for him pretty hard mm-hmm. and and he was like he made this grimace. I wish I wish sometimes that we had a. Uh, some visual media on this podcast. Cause I, mm-hmm. I would do an impression of his face, but his face twisted into terrible shapes. And like he, uh, he, he grudgingly came over and signed for us. He was not friendly, but he, he gave us a gr- great signature. He's got a really nice looking signature. So it was cool to get him. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it was cool. Yeah. We, we, there was a guy who came out earlier who we thought might've been him, but then when we saw this guy, it's like, Oh no, this is definitely Jason Lane. Yep. Um, Jack, we do have a, a YouTube and an Instagram account. <laughs> so we, like, we, we do some, yeah, I, I don't, it, I don't know if it's worth posting, uh, just that, uh, I don't know if my impression <laughs> of his face would be funny enough. Um, you know, I, you know, what we did, did post on the, on there one time was that, uh, the guy's arms that, <laughs> yes. Yeah. That so. was that's the precedent for for doing that. Which like, <laughs> there's a, yeah. If you go, if you search, there's like two, there's like three videos on our YouTube. One of them is me doing an impersonation of a guy who's behind home plate doing this weird thing with his hands and his arms. <laughs> so there's a precedent for just posting a stupid impersonation that sure. might not be funny. So 
Um, yeah, yeah uh, definitely. But yeah, that was Jason Lane. It was cool to get him. Quentin Berry came out. He's the Brewers' first base coach. Uh, Lane is their third base coach. Um, so yeah, we, we got Barry too. Um, he was a cool guy. Like you said, Jeremy, he seemed to understand the game. So like he, he kind of yeah. knew we were going to ask him. He was drinking like a water or a Sprite. He was drinking an oh, ice drink, which was yeah, that, surprising. That was a good observation by Jack. Like he, like he, he showed up to us and like, so these guys come out and this is another way you can tell that they're from the team is that you come out with these, these like doubled up Gatorade cups. Um, and like they double them up because nine times out of 10, they're drinking coffee. So like they try to like, you know buffer some of the heat a little bit and it was a fucking cold day we were just petrified to the bone yep and uh you know we were as as, as frozen stiff as those nachos in the helmet uh-huh. um and then quentin berry comes out with a cup and we look in and it's like <laughs> jack said he was drinking a sprite yeah and uh it was definitely like a clear liquid with with like really like nice small cubed ice in it and I was just like, oh god, man, Barry, you're making me cold. Like drinking that thing, like I'm, yeah. I would die for like a nice warm tea right now. Yeah, man. Um, so yeah, it was just, uh, yeah, I, I don't know, uh, you know, cause he was also wearing like a gator and like gloves and a fucking sweatshirt during the game, so he he must have been oh, cold yeah. out there, but. I guess maybe not anymore. Uh, nice guy, though. Gave us a good signature. Then Ozzie Timmons came out. I didn't have a Timmons card that was on me. He's their hitting coach. But uh, Jeremy uh, Jeremy had one. He autographed my scorecard. He's got a nice-looking signature as well. So, uh, yeah, uh, Ozzie coaches... Timmons was, uh, uh, you know, uh, a cub in the 90s. So, like, right in my wheelhouse of, like, remembering guys. Actually, he was probably a little towards, like, the tail end of when I was, like, a real super nut. But, like, just getting any guy from, like, the who was on the Cubs in the 90s is, like you know, a must do for, for me. So it was very cool to get Ozzy Timmons for sure. Yeah, man. Um, and yeah, he was, he was cool too. Uh, so then finally council came out, it took a long time for him to come out, but he did. Um, and man, we were the only two people left there. Only two literally, people left. Literally. Yeah, yeah. Literally the only two people left. We sold out for him hard, man. We were like, Hey Craig, Craig, you got time for one? Um, and he, he smiled at us, but like, he just went right on the fucking bus. And I'm not going to be that guy who says this, uh, or I guess I am, but like, man, like it would have taken him 10 seconds tops to just sign our fucking autographs and make us happy and go. Uh, but he right. didn't do it. Um, and then the bus left and that was the Brewers. It almost, he took a page out of, uh, Corey or, uh, um, uh, Christian Yelich where it's like, yep. he'll smile at us and feel like he, you know, blessed us with, uh, with a miracle, you know? Right. Right. Um, so yeah, he seems like he'd be, he's going to be a tough get. Um, but, uh, who knows? I think the Brewers are, you know, they'll be back later this year. So maybe we could try him again. I almost don't want to try the Brewers again though. Cause it's like such a futile, uh, effort, but, um, who knows, whatever, maybe we'll feel differently a a couple months from now. So we, um, we walked over to our other, uh, our other spot behind the Cubs parking lot. Uh, there were three, there were three kids there. Um, there was the one, one kid we saw a lot last year and then he had two buddies with him. Well, Josh. Let's. Uh, I Josh. Mean, it's it's yeah. Josh. He he deserves to be named. Yeah. Uh, uh, so so yeah. It, it was Josh. Um. And he was he was with two of his friends, and th- there was no adult supervision there. So the whole thing like felt very 80s or 90s. Uh, you just you don't see like groups of you know kids who are like in sixth grade or whatever, just like you know frolicking around like you used to. I mean, when we were kids, Jeremy, you would just you'd get together with your friends and you'd just go places all day, and you know nobody knew where you were. Uh, I feel like the that's you know you don't really see that a lot anymore. But it's like yeah, these kids were just there unsupervised, uh, getting autographs and like bantering with each other. Uh, and it was it was kind of it was kind of funny. 
Um, and they were, they were saying some funny shit too. Like each kid had like his own personality too. It was just like, it was, yeah. it was funny stuff. <clears throat> it, it was, it was crazy. It was like these three kids were just out there. Like, yeah, it felt like, you know, 1950s Brooklyn or something. These kids playing, yeah. like, playing stickball or something. And they, yeah, they each, yeah. It's like, they were like three there. It's like three kids picked from like this, the, the, the Sandlot or something. Yes. <laughs> like, yes. Um, and like they were just like yeah like and and it also felt I I, I would say it's it's awkward enough going back there because it just seems like such a violation of, of space sure of privacy and then being back there with these three kids and like us two guys like luckily I guess we still look young enough where it's not creepy um, right. but like I I did it did actually add an extra layer of unease to the whole experience that just having like being back there with these three kids but um you know we all knew we you know when it comes to graphing even those lines are thrown out the window because it's all about the autographs. But, um, <clears throat> but, um, but yeah, like, uh, but yeah, these kids like were talking to us and, uh, you know, like they were, they just, they were just like, Hey, cool. You know, two more guys, whatever. So it was, it was, it was funny. And like, yeah, like, um, so we, I guess, so basically we asked them who they had gotten so far and they were like Cody Ballinger, Trey Mancini, and they were like talking about all this stuff, and then like the one kid, so we were like, "Wow, really? You got Ballinger? That's pretty cool." And he's like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah." We, you know, so the one of the kids, um, not not Josh, but one of the new kids, he was just like, "Yeah, yeah, Ballinger stopped first. And he's like, "Oh man," and I gotta say, Cody Cody Ballinger is a good looking guy. <laughs> and he he as as all men do, uh, I guess like he he qualified it afterwards. I won't repeat what he said, but he he qualified like you know what um. You know, you can't just compliment a guy for being good looking. You have to like, you know, stipulate it. But, but the kid was the kid's like eleven years old or something. Yeah. Like, and he was just like, <laughs> it was just like so like, you know, it was on like it was just, it was just apropos of nothing. It's like we didn't say anything about like no, whatever. No, man. no it, it was yeah. It came uh, it came out of nowhere, and then the fact that he qualified it. Uh, that, that's one of the reasons it was funny. There was no, like, these kids didn't have any adult supervision because, you know, kids, when, when their parents aren't around, they'll say shit that they wouldn't otherwise say. So it's like, it was, it was fucking funny, man. Um, <laughs> and then, Jeremy, you, you went, like, you know, you yes-handed it. You were like, hey, you got to call him like you see him, you know? <laughs> yeah. Right. And, I didn't know what to say to that. So I'm like, hey, well, hey, you know, hey, you got to call it like you see it, I yeah, guess. You yeah, know? And, hey, you know, I'll say it. Cody Bellinger is a good-looking guy. Uh, he uh, may, Maybe if he wasn't so good-looking, he would have, like, one shred of personality uh about him but right um, yeah uh yeah it, it, it is pretty legit that those kids got like you know t- some of the best players to stop uh they were they were actually an in, in ace in the hole because uh they, they were they were getting players to stop so the players drive past you and like they, they, they were they would just go right up to the cars and like fucking stop the players yeah um, they're pretty much throwing themselves in front of the cars basically <laughs> Yeah, which is probably also not not cool um, that they're doing that. But, like, uh, whatever. They were getting guys to stop. Um, at that point, most of the players had already left. Um, but, uh, yeah, still it was, it was, it was like, good for, for us, for graphing in the future, to, to have we, them there if they're going to be there. Um, we got into this whole conversation about Cody Ballinger. Josh turned around, and he said he asked us, he's like, do you think the Cubs will re-sign Cody Ballinger? And, like, they were, like, they were saying, like, you know, he uh, who's driving, like, this, this Jeep or whatever – um, and they're like, yeah, you know, I don't know. Like he, 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 doesn't he have a nicer car? And they're like, yeah, maybe it's in LA still or something. Mm-hmm. And he's like, and they're like, do you think he still has a house there? And Jack was like, yep. Yeah. I, I, I bet he probably does still have a house there. It was just, yeah. we got this weird cute little kid conversation. Like yeah, this it, 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 it's funny thought. too. Cause it's like, you know, they, 
as a kid, I might have wondered all that stuff too. But you know, you and I now, being adults, have a little bit more, you know, uh, perspective on it. Um, where it's like, and you know, on our end, it's it's pure speculation too. But it's like, uh, yeah, he probably just rents a car when he's here, um, and you know, he probably does still live in L.A. But yeah, it was we were definitely like had been sucked into this like eleven year old conversation where we <laughs> where we almost we almost became part of their gang. Uh, yeah, which was which was pretty funny. Um, and at one point, one of the kids turned to you. Um, he was like the short, the shortest kid too. And he he turns yeah. to you and he looks up in awe because he he sees your fucking book that, with the cards in it. And he goes, "Do you love baseball?" And uh, <laughs> it was like uh, a a line delivery in a movie, man. Yeah, you, you mentioned the Sandlot, but it's like, yeah, man, that's that's a line you would hear in a, a movie like that. And it's like you know, with the one like you know the one of the, like the funny side character kids. It's like he would ask that to like uh, James Earl Jones's character in the Sandlot, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Like he, yeah, he was just like, do you love baseball? <laughs> like, <laughs> like, um, you know, and like, uh, yeah, it was almost like, it, it is almost like we were at like some sort of like Sandlot themed di- diner where they cosplay as like Sandlot characters or something. And you're part of the experience. <laughs> it, was, it was really funny. And then, so then like, um, so yeah, so, you know, I was like, yeah. And then I said to him, like, ah, I've been, a, I love baseball since I was your age since, yeah, since I was about your age. And, uh, and he was like, yeah, cool or something. And just like turned around and like looked at something on the ground or something. But um, at one point, um, so, so yeah, so like, it is interesting. Our friend Chris, um, you know, who uh, I think will be around next week uh, when we go to our next game, which we'll talk about. He wasn't around this weekend, but um, he was keeping like a database of like what cars players drove. And like I was like I was kind of, you know, at first we were kind of like, ah, that's, you know, I don't know that I, I, when we're towing that line of is it is it appropriate or not? Like that was like kind of like, damn, like this is pretty like high, like hardcore. But mm-hmm. like you really do like need to kind of have a database like so you know who these guys are because you see the car starting to come like drive out of the parking lot uh in a dis from a distance and you're like well a car is coming it could be a player it could be uh you know david ross it could be the equipment manager or whoever you don't know and until it's basically too late and then even when they drive by most of them have tinted windows so you can't see in and so the only way you can you can kind of try to get an idea is like what kind of car they're driving. And so we saw a car driving up and uh, we were like, oh, you know, who's this? Is this somebody? Is this somebody? And I said, I kind of said out loud, I'm like, eh, this is a kind of a crappy car. I don't think it's a player. Yeah. And then like, and then they drove by and it wasn't a player. And then like the little kids started saying like, yeah, yeah, that was a crappy car. Yeah, that was a, that car was a piece of crap. Like that, no way that was a player. And uh, I said, I said like, Hey guys, don't, you know, don't tell don't If you say that to any player, like don't tell them that I'm the one who said it. Yeah. Right. Um, Cause they're like, yeah, they clearly just picked up on it like five seconds after I said it. Um, yeah. So, and then like another, another car came by and they're like, they were like, yeah, Cody Ballinger, like, you know, he, he didn't even have that nice of a car, like, but it was just like some Jeep or something. Um, and, uh, and like, yeah, but then another car came and they're like, oh, that's a crappy car. That's not a player. And like, I was yeah, like, right. Oh yeah. I, 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 I like poisoned these kids. Yeah. You, you gave them a new perspective on it for sure. Um, yeah. So they, uh, a, a pickup truck with Texas plates, uh, drove up and the kids stopped it and, uh, it was Hayden Wisniewski. Um, you know, he was interacting with all of them. Uh, he signed for them. I, I didn't try to get him cause I don't have his card. Jeremy, you got him at the Cubs con on the only card that he has. So we didn't try mm-hmm. to get him. So we we just hung back as he like, you know, kind of interacted with these kids. But then as we were driving off, 
um, uh, you yelled at Wesneski still had his window down, and you yelled at him, "Hey, Hayden, I've got you on my fantasy team." And he did this thing. He like he shook his head, and he was like, "Ooh!" And then he uh, <laughs> and I said, "Good luck this year, Hayden." And he, you know, he kind of nodded, and he he just he drove away. But that was funny, man. That was a good. That was a cool interaction with him. It was, yeah. It was kind of like I I was it, I was trying to like read his that that reaction. I. To me, it almost read it read like he's like, oh man, he's like, I'm in the big leagues now, like I'm on people's fantasy teams. Or I whatever. agree. So like, I, yeah, I, I, yeah, he was like, oh man, like this this fucking life in the big leagues, man, it's it's crazy, you know. Like I got, I'm on people's fantasy teams now. Like he's still not over the uh, the whole being a major leaguer thing, which is which is cool. Yeah, yeah, it was cool. And so like again, like we we've we talked at length about Wesneski last year. Um, I think I definitely got into it uh, deeper on my like solo Cubs convention recap episode, but like the guy seems to be pretty damn personable and and friendly, and it's like ah, you know from from just going off of that, I I really I I feel like I can't couldn't help but like the guy, um, so it's it's kind of a tough thing to kind of uh, sift through basically. Um, you yeah. Know, again, maybe I'll just remove the part that has seen his Twitter account. You know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah right. Um, but uh, yeah, I'm I'm excited to see how he uh, how he does this year too. Um, he seems like he's going to be a good player. Uh, so the, those kids, um, oh, they got eventually got picked up by one of their dads and they they left. Uh, it wasn't Josh's dad. It was it was one of the other ones. But uh, they you know they got picked up. They left. Which which and then it was just me and Jeremy still there. We were probably the only two people in the whole neighborhood still trying to get autographs. Um, a Cubs a Cubs like security guard walked past us and he looked like he was getting off work and he's like. Sorry, no autographs today, guys. Uh, and he he like he laughed, like he he joked at us. Uh, it was like yeah. a joke. Um, and then he uh, you know he asked us if we got anybody, and we said, ah, we we were kind of more over by the Brewers. And he's like, oh, they're in a better mood this year. Um, and then he he qualified that with like he's like, oh yeah, you know they they know they got a good team. But uh, it, it's funny that even the Wrigley Field personnel kind of knows that they're a just not a friendly team it's sort of uh it sort of make, made me made us like feel a little validated that like sure we didn't get autographs but you know that's a known thing um so yeah. i thought I, that was interesting it, it was funny i honestly jack i don't know if that guy was a cubs employee or what like i don't know i didn't know what or like i think he might have been like a vendor or something sure like he i don't i don't know exactly what his deal was and and jack furthermore i don't know if he was talking about the brewers i think he was talking about the cubs Oh, that's funny. Like, okay. I don't even think he clocked like that. I don't even think he understood that we were over by the Brewers getting autographs. Like he knew that that was a Cubs parking lot and we were standing there trying to get Cubs. And like, you know, he asked that question, but I don't think he like acknowledged like he didn't he didn't acknowledge the answer. And then he's like, oh, well, they're in a better mood this year. And I think he was talking about the Cubs. Like, I honestly <laughs> don't know. I mean, you know, if, if we, we could ask him and he said, no, I was talking about the Brewers, I'll, I, I would be like, yeah, sure, okay. But, like, I, it, it was one of those things where, like, he just had, like, his response already cocked and ready to go. Sure. And, like, I don't know. I don't know. It was a, That was a weird experience. I don't know who that guy was. I thought he was going to say something to us because at the same time that that was happening, there was a security guard in, like, a neon vest standing behind us kind of eyeballing us. And I was waiting for him to like kick us out, but he kind of just he kind of stared at us and just kept walking and just eventually walked away. Um, but uh, so it was a weird moment, and then I, I I couldn't get a read on that guy. He was peculiar at best. Yeah, um, it it was a weird moment, uh, and it it sort of signified the end of of the day for us. Um, uh, once once those kids left, our chances of getting any autos um, at that. Uh, 
at that part were just torpedoed. Like no no player except for maybe Nico Horner is gonna is and right. probably not even him is gonna stop for two old guys trying to get autographs. So. Uh, we were kind of screwed, and we knew that, so we stuck around for a couple more minutes. Uh, Jan Gomes passed by us. Um, he drove by. Uh, he had he had the same white SUV he had last year, so we, you know, I think we both acknowledged that he drives that. Uh, I had just completely forgotten it. I guess you'd probably forgotten too, Jeremy. So you know, he uh, mm-hmm. he blew by us, um, and uh, and then you know, and then we just we a few minutes later we decided to, decided to call it quits. I didn't get home till 5.45 p.m., and I think I left my house at, uh, you know, about 12.30. So I had been out in the elements for five-plus hours, and, and, you know, you you'd, you even longer than that. So uh, mm-hmm. it was—we uh, were both ready to go, man, like physically. Like, I just—I I was done. I couldn't take it anymore. I was too cold. Yeah, it was uh, it was a long day. We actually, Jack, we went back to the front. Um, and We did. And, and it, it was kind of like a wind tunnel down Waveland Avenue, and we we're like, "Nah, we're it's not. We're not going to be able to stick out here any longer." And then we no, we you you, ways. you made the comment. You're like, "Yeah, it's it's so cold that you can't even enjoy graphing." Um, and you know yeah. that when we went back into that wind tunnel, that was that was true. Um, I I do feel like maybe we would have waited 15 or 20 more minutes if it hadn't been shitty out, but uh, but it was. So we um uh we it, the day came to an end, and uh you know I think you said you said it correctly, Jeremy. Uh, if you can make peace with just getting the coaches sometimes, yeah, you go, you walk away really happy. And, um, you know, that's, that's what happened, man. I, we didn't get it. We didn't get many players, but we, uh, we got some coaches that we really wanted. We saw a good game and I think it was a good return to the ballpark. Yeah, most definitely. I, I came home and I was, uh, lo- uh, top loading my cards and I was mm-hmm. like, I looked at them fanned out and I'm like, these were four cards that I ordered like about a month ago for yep. this specific purpose and I, I'm you know I'm walking away it's, it's not quite instant ink but it's it's pretty close uh, and so you can't be you can't be too uh, uh, too sad about that so um it was cool um, and uh, yeah you know I guess maybe like when we're in our 60s maybe and like Christian Yelich is is coaching uh, you know uh, some team and we get him then you know then we can be happy about finding him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah right for sure um uh yeah that'll be that, that that's when you know you're really old man when like you're graphing and you get a guy as a player and then you uh you know years later you get him as a manager or a coach um that's that's how you know the years are going by uh yeah, exactly. of course of course steven Vogt was playing like last year and now he's coaching so maybe that maybe that's not always true anyway speaking of uh, future teams we're gonna get we're gonna cross a team off of our list next week one of the two teams we've yet to see for this podcast the texas rangers they're going to be playing the Cubs at Wrigley Field on Friday. Let's hope for some better weather. Uh, let's hope for some better uh, player uh, graph autographs. Um, we've never tried to graph the Rangers, so we're going to do it all uh, in next week's episode. Yeah, we've heard that they're a good team, um, <clears throat> so we're hoping that's the case. Um, you know, I actually heard that Corey Seager is a, a guy who signed, so that would be cool to get Hell him. Hell yeah! They got John Gray, who we are have our who was our first autograph. He was. Um, and I think we'll both be trying to get him on a card this time, which will be cool. Um, and, like, yeah, I Jack, I actually forgot until we just started about the uh, the stats um, uh, spreadsheet. So I got to update the spreadsheet uh, after this game. Um, and, uh, yeah, like I said, we got two teams left uh, that we haven't seen, so we'll be knocking the Rangers off, and, like, maybe we'll uh, be able to see the, the Braves later this year. Yeah, man, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. I think it's going to be good, uh, and I think that we're going to get some better weather. So yes. uh, until next week, um, I am Jack Swakowski for Rain Delay Theater. And I'm Jeremy Dionisio. We'll see you next time. <laughs>